Hey folks, I'm here today to tell you about Visible. Something unfortunate about wireless services, what you see isn't always what you get. But with Visible, what you see is what you get. No perception check required. Switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just $25 a month, taxes and fees included. If you're looking for a carrier that is upfront with no hidden fees, then go to Visible.com to make the switch. You don't need more than one line of wireless to save, and you're going to be getting unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Visible is the wireless carrier that's constantly operating from a zone of truth. In their quest for total transparency, Visible wants you to know the monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Save on wireless without the hassle. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey everyone, welcome to the Dungeon Cast. I'm Will. I'm Brian. This is a podcast where we talk about everything Dungeons and Dragons from clandestine cures to catastrophic commands. And today we're covering two types of clerics, the Tempest and the Light Domains. Hey, Brian. Another intro on the bank, William. We did it. We did <laughs> Another it. intro. Our 203rd <laughs> intro or some shit like that. Yeah, man. Um, and we're talking about uh, some subclasses today. Yeah, cleric subclasses. Cleric subclasses. And I'm excited. Um, we both built characters. I we think did. You took the Tempest domain. I took the Light domain. Right. And uh, let's talk about some clerics and then dive into the domains and then talk about our characters. Let so us do. It's time to talk about clerics. Pray with um, me. Which is good because we don't talk about them enough, if you ask me. I don't think so. <laughs> I think it's easy to get caught up in the flashy classes like paladins, wizards, warlocks, etc. But the cleric is a kick-ass class, and though it is primarily known as a support or healer class, and some would even say the healer class, there is much more going on with these guys. I feel like 5e has done an excellent job with making this class both flexible and diverse. Much like the wizard, the cleric always seems to have something to do, whether it's healing, buffing, doing considerable damage, using utility spells outside of combat for better skill checks, or having slash using knowledge and lore the rest of the party, party is likely less likely to have access to. Or calling down the power of God Indeed. to do apparently whatever. Yeah, right. <laughs> I think the cliche cleric is viewed as a pious and peaceful priest, but it doesn't necessarily have to be that way. And I don't know what you've built today, but I would hazard a guess that neither of us went for the white mage pacifist build. Uh, You know, I got closer than I thought I was oh, going really? to doing that. For the Tempest Cleric? That's not, interesting. I know, because it's yeah. so aggressive. It is. But, um, so is mine, I, actually, surprisingly. Well, well, the class calls for that, the aggressiveness, and yeah. my subclass, anyway. Mine, too. Yeah, so there, there it is. Me. I mean, oh, like, yeah. there's lots of ways to make a cleric, uh, you know, do the good at melee do. and stuff yeah. like that, and, yeah. like, tank the hits and absorb, yeah. you know, cleric stuff. Yeah. So clerics are intermediaries between the mortal world and the distant planes of the gods. As varied as the gods they serve, clerics strive to embody the handiwork of their deities. No ordinary priest 
a cleric is imbued with divine magic. Divine magic, as the name suggests, is the power of the gods, flowing from them into the world. Clerics are conduits for that power, manifesting it as miraculous effects. The gods don't grant this power to everyone who seeks it, but only to those chosen to fill a high calling. Harnessing divine magic doesn't rely on study or training. A cleric might learn formulaic prayers and ancient rites, but the ability to cast cleric spells relies on devotion and intuitive sense of a deity's wishes. Clerics combine the, the helpful magic of healing and inspiring their allies with spells that harm and hinder foes. They can provoke awe and dread, lay curses of plague or poison, and even call down flames from the heavens to consume their enemies. For those evildoers who will benefit most from a mace to the head, clerics depend on their combat training. Oh God, this freaking iPad is freaking out. Oh no. <laughs> Sorry. Clerics depend on the combat training to let them wade into melee with the power of the gods at their side. Nice. So, Let's dive into the Tempest Cleric. Hit dudes, yeah. All right. Hit dudes get god money. So Tempest Domain. Gods whose portfolios include the Tempest Domain include Talos, Umberly, Kord, Zaboim, the Devourer, Zeus, and Thor. And Thor. <laughs> Thor? <laughs> it was Thor. Yeah, Thor. <laughs> it was like Thor hyphen something. I was like, what? Thor That's hyphen Chris Hemsworth. Uh, these deities govern storm, sea, and sky. They include gods of lightning and thunder, gods of earthquakes, some fire gods, and certain gods of violence, physical strength, and courage. In some pantheons, a god of this domain rules over other deities and is known for swift justice delivered by thunderbolts. Um, in the pantheons of seafaring people, gods of this domain are ocean deities and the patrons of sailors. Tempest gods send their clerics to inspire fear in the common folk either to keep the, those folk on the path of righteousness or to encourage them to offer sacrifices of uh, propitation. Pro, I can't read that word. To ward off divine wrath. <laughs> <laughs> is what it is. I got it. Context clues. <laughs> gotcha. Tempest domain spells. So if you take the Tempest domain, you're going to get access to these spells, varying levels. You're going to get fog cloud, thunder wave, gust of wind, shatter, call lightning, sleet storm, control water, ice storm, destructive wave, and insect plague. I think one of those spells is not like the others. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it shouldn't be there. You hear the thunderous boom of bugs. <laughs> but there it is. It's there. At level one, you're going to get a bonus proficiency and gain proficiency in martial weapons and heavy armor because you fight. Yeah. You're in the fray. You're in the fray. You're you're in in the the fray. Yeah, you are usually a war priest of some kind. Wrath of the Storm is a feature you also get a level one. You can thunderously rebuke attackers. When a creature within five feet of you that can see hit that you can see hits you with an attack, you can use your reaction to cause a creature to make a dexterity saving throw. Right. The creature takes 2d8 lightning or thunder damage, your choice, on a failed saving throw, and half as much damage on a successful one. You can use this feature a number of times equal to your wisdom modifier, which is probably going to be high because you're a fucking cleric. Mm-hmm. You regain all expended uses when you finish a long rest so it's a nice way to deal a little bit of extra damage but also to do a little bit of battle control right you're your cleric you're not going to take hellish rebuke you're going to no. rebuke with normal god stuff i guess exactly yeah um at level two you gain your channel divinity this one's called destructive wrath starting at second level you can use your channel divinity to wield the power of the storm with unchecked ferocity Nice. When you roll lightning or thunder damage, which is going to be a lot because you're a fucking storm player. All the time. You can choose, You can use your channel divinity to deal maximum damage instead of rolling. That's very powerful. Very potent. Because on a spell, that. like, you do 3d8 maybe. Or, yeah. You know, I don't know and what now the examples you can just are, but now you just 24. did. Yes, exactly. That's awesome. That's really fucking cool. That's and better you can than, do that once that's a day. better than lots of damage buffs. Like, great weapon fighter re-rolling ones. Like, yeah, that's, that's one that's thing. Cool, but, but this max is. Max damage guaranteed. That's awesome. Yeah. This is only the and cleric is Oh my gosh, yeah. double max. Yeah, double yeah, max. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Yeah. 
At level 6, you gain Thunderbolt Strike. When you deal lightning damage to a larger, smaller creature, you can also push it up to 10 feet away. So I like that a little bit more tactical control. Yeah. At level 8, you gain Divine Strike. You gain the ability to infuse your weapon strikes with Divine Energy. Once on each of your turns, when you hit a creature with a weapon attack, you can cause the attack to deal an extra 1d8 thunder damage to the target. When you reach 14th level, the extra damage increases to 2d8. And I think that's a nice way of, like, since you are a character who's up in the fray, mm-hmm. a lot of melee characters get an extra attack. Right. As a cleric, you don't. But this is a way to give you a little bit of that extra oomph. Yeah. I mean... There are ways to do, we were talking about it a little bit before the recording, but mm-hmm. there there are lots of ways for your cleric to do extra umph as it is, mm-hmm. just as a nor- being a cleric. You, know, you get spiritual weapon and stuff like that. But yeah. you're gonna be doing, you're gonna be doing umphy stuff, but like this is good, cause you are tanking, so. Yeah, absolutely. And then finally at level 17, you gain a feature called Stormborn. Uh, at 17th level, you have a flying speed equal to your current walking speed whenever oh, you're yeah. not underground or indoors. So you can just fly, it's fucking cool. Yeah. Really yeah. cool. Paladin do that, right? Level twenty. Yeah, they, they fly. Yeah. yeah. If you if you in good with God, at the high levels you fly. <laughs> Indeed, there it is. <laughs> so, anything else you want to say about the Tempest domain before we dive into your character? Um, no, I think the um, I want I kind of the character. I don't know, like the approach I <laughs> this character isn't necessarily like so. The inspiration for this character has nothing to do with a tempest, with a tempest cleric. Is. Okay, but sure. Like it, sure I just it. molded it into this. Like it could be it, really any cleric could fit like this character's build. Okay, but um, yeah, I do want to jump into it. Let's do it. All right, guys. So uh, today I've built the tempest cleric that I've called Father Calvin O'Hanlon. Okay. Um, this is based off of... So we're going to get into some Sorry, spoiler just, territories for a couple stories here. I find myself ever astounded just how different our characters always are. I know. Like, we, we really had... I, <laughs> yeah. But I, I took... This is pretty much a lift. Uh, I okay. took from... Um, so spoilers for Salem's Lot and Dark Tower. Okay. So this is... Um, if you guys... Seriously, this is a big big spoiler territory for those. I don't want to ruin those. Um, but... Uh, here I go. So Father Calvin O'Hanlon, and probably with me saying that, you guys probably already know that are familiar, is Father uh, Callahan, Donald Callahan, mm-hmm. from those books. So in Salem's Lot is where we first meet this character where he fights a vampire. Uh-huh. Um, so I'm, uh, he gets like a party of schmoes, pretty much, that don't, there's, there's nobody in, like there's four or five characters that go to fight this vampire, but they're all regular people, mm-hmm. except for there's a priest who actually has... You know the power of Christ, sure. but um, in this case, I'm going to take Thor as as the God is really interchangeable. I'm going to be do I'm going to be blowing stuff up with thunder stuff. Yeah, that's the sure. main thing. Yeah, but I wanted to kind of lift that and make this character a vampire hunter for okay. um uh the, well the story kind of just calls that he went to go kill a vampire and failed. Okay, so I chose uh, I built a scourge ASMR. So okay, um, or I I kind of wanted to go. I thought about going fallen. ASMR also, uh-huh. but I kind of like the, the scourge is the fiery one, right? Uh, I can't remember. Yeah, um, I think so. Yeah. But yeah. like, uh, I thought I took scourge more like he's shamed. So maybe I should have well, gone. Well, fallen. This, the idea of the scourge ASMR is the the wrathful ASMR, the one that is on the warpath. But this is makes sense for this character yeah, too to so. have yeah. that because the um, the idea is like um, the same as Salem's Lot, where Father Callahan goes to fight the vampire, fails uh, in the face of. Um, you know, faith. His faith fails. He he fails his faith, or his faith fails him. Um, Why not both? He fa- Yeah, he <laughs> fails to cast aside his cross when called out. Like you, I bet you can't defeat me without your holy weapon. You know. Priest. Oh, and, and that's why he failed. And he's and he said and he's like, 
I'm not getting rid of this shit. And yeah. then the power of God Fails le- him leaves him. Because he had no faith. And so the... And the, some bullshit. I know. It really, it, it's really kind of whack. <laughs> yeah. But it is because he's scared and he doesn't believe hard enough. And right. that's what that's okay. what's going on. So the, the vampire comes up and breaks the cross. Uh-huh. And instead of killing Callahan, he, um, he tears open his own throat uh-huh. and uh, lets the brackish kind of like yellowy blood that he has Ugh. coursing through his veins. He forces Callahan to drink it. Okay. And it marks Callahan and curses him. Okay. And he's forced to wander. Okay. And um, Callahan goes through this journey where he has to just like walk alone. He doesn't know what the fuck's going on. Like okay. he lives in a daze and he actually like slips between worlds as okay. he wanders. He, sure. He becomes lucid in the fabric of reality, kind of. And so I, I want this character to have a similar arc. Like he fails at killing this vampire mm-hmm. and he's forced to go on this like um, kind of hazy journey alone. Uh-huh. And eventually winds up in a town where he kind of comes back to normal, doesn't uh-huh. like claim clerichood, and then comes back to God. Oh, and, nice. Um, so he he claims the power of Zeus or, or Thor, I think mm-hmm. either one, sure. really, Whatever. Like the thunder stuff. Yeah. Um, maybe he'll worship Chris Hemsworth. I don't fucking know. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. That's hilarious. But the idea is that he um, he's going to start hunting vampires again. Okay, cool. And he's going to be uh, trying to like box them the fuck out, but he needs dudes to help him because he can't do it alone. Okay. So I built this character as like a very core support player. Mm-hmm. Um, and I took uh, I took a stat boost. I built a level ten character. So eventually, maybe in the earlier levels, he loses to this vampire, has to go uh, on this walk of shame, and then slowly comes back to God and starts teaching the people wherever he he ends up. And this is where I want him to be scooped up by a party, mm-hmm. and he'll probably be like, "Hey, I'll help you." But eventually, let's go do my backstory. Yeah, I got stuff to do. Yeah, 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 yeah. that's one of those characters. Gotcha. So that's cool. um, I like that. But along the way, if we see vampires, let's fucking kill them or undead Please. stuff, you right. know, and I'm going to do it with my my righteous justice. Um, so I took the durable feat. Um, so b- pretty much like I, I took an ability score increase to get the wisdom up. And then I took the durable feat to kind of bump the con uh, to where it needed to be to get a good, nice, good plus three on the okay. bonus. Nice. Um, so I, I landed with a plus one to strength. Uh, I think I needed a 13 for my heavy armor. Okay. So I wanted to I wanted to keep that. Um, well, I don't think you you get proficiency with it if you get proficiency with it, right? Yeah, I think so. I think yeah. that is how it works. So yeah. I, well, I'm going to be heavy armoring anyway. Yeah. Uh, so, but the the dump stat was Dex. I took the minus one to Dex. Mm-hmm. Um, yikes! But the the con's going to be plus three, intelligence plus zero, wisdom plus three, charisma plus two. Pretty standard. Yeah, uh, paladin I think stuff. So. Yeah. Um, I wanted to keep that charisma high because um, Callahan's really charismatic in in terms of like actually preaching the word. Right. And I think that's where I want this character to kind of start from the bottom up is like being actually doing cleric stuff and preaching the word of God. I know mm-hmm. kind of Tempest cleric's thing is like I will smite you in like the <laughs> face of uh in the face of your like uh uh atheism <laughs> something like if you don't do what god say i beat you sure, I, I hurt yeah. you with thunder stuff yeah sure uh like that's part Pure that's atheism. part of it so there might be clashing in the party i, found, I find your atheism disturbing <laughs> <laughs> anyways yeah, that's one way to say it yeah sure. um uh let's see here it says my <laughs> the dnd beyond i built i didn't put armor on it, i don't think because my armor class is nine right now but um uh, the key thing is this durable feat, I think, is what I really want, is to have this guy kind of focus his heals on the party okay. and um, being able to heal himself in, like, a dungeon crawl with long rests. 
Okay. Or, sorry, short rest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So short rest with durable, you increase your con score by one, and when you roll a hit die to re- regain HP, the minimum HP you regain from the roll is six. So no matter what, you're healing. You're you're, he- you're gonna yeah. get a lot of stuff out of your hit die. Nice, I like that. So yeah, that's nice, a, nice little feat uh, combo there. Uh, perseverance is this character, one of this character's traits. Like despite the adversity they've faced, they're willing to get back up and try again. Nice. especially with good support, much like Callahan when. He picks back up, uh, you know, you don't see him again in Sam's lot. He wanders off and that's it. You pick mm-hmm. his story back up with this like plane shifting, wandering thing mm-hmm. in Dark Tower. Mm-hmm. And so that's where you see him again. And then he becomes a part of the main party. Oh, wow. And so he really is their cleric. Yeah. And so I kind of got closer to the white mage. He is like their white mage. Yeah, and, true. And he's getting in there yeah. with the power of God and shit. Yeah. And he does fight vampires well, when again. When I say white mage, the thing about white mages is like they don't do damage. Right. They just ever. stand back and heal. Yeah. Callahan in, in the, this is different. My character is different. Callahan from the story, he does stand back and like do his cleric shit. Right. And they, I think they give him a gun or a plate. They have like sharp plates they throw. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, he's not really doing all that. Okay. Yeah, he's just, when you pick him back up, he's preaching the word of God, and that's where I want a party to find my characters. And like and then I just really want to lean into the support role with this guy. Yeah. So that's pretty much my character, though, is vampire hunting, uh, you know, vengeful, sort of like, you know, I lost my faith once, but I found it again, and I'm stronger than ever now. I like that's, it. That's my guy. Nice. I like it. What was the name again? Father, uh, Father Calvin O'Hanlon, Calvin based off O'Hanlon. of Donald, o- Donald Callahan. Gotcha. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> All right, well, uh, let's take a short rest and we'll come back to the light domain. Let's do it. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify is great. They're taking businesses of all sizes, cradling them in their arms, to help them grow by giving them the tools they need. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S., and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success at every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash dungeoncast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash dungeoncast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash dungeoncast. Greetings, adventurers. Today we're excited to introduce you to a new story, Dark Dice, a horror podcast that blurs the line between actual play and audio drama, where the story is determined by the role of the dice. Six adventurers embark on a journey into the ruinous domain of the Nameless God. They will never be the same again. One of the players is now what they seem after a doppelganger, a creature that can assume the form and voice of whatever it kills, infiltrates the team. 
As the players are picked off and replaced one at a time, can they figure out who the monster is before it's too late? Can you? Here's a quick example of what our show sounds like. The, uh, shambler with the jar of liquid inside of him. Soren Arkwright let loose an arrow that cracked the glass, passing through the spine of the creature. The shambler still managed to maintain its forward momentum, but stumbled as it eagerly tried to bite and swipe at Soren, landing near his feet. As Jeff Goldblum has now joined our cast, Dark Dice is available however you listen to podcasts. Hey everybody, be sure to check out Super, Super Quest, Quest Saga. Saga! A future fantasy 5th edition D&D actual play podcast homebrewed and dungeon mastered by yours truly, me, and set in space. And I play in it, along with your special guest Jake and friend of the show, Josh Freeland. You can find it on YouTube, iTunes, or anywhere else you can get your podcasts. Super Quest Saga! back we've returned indeed we are and uh the power of god we've returned <laughs> and uh, let's some, talk about the some, light domain some god which i think is one of the like when i think like classic D cleric i think light and life cleric those are like the two i think yeah are. those are the mainstays and, for yeah, sure yeah. like uh, i really like forge cleric that's probably my oh, yeah, favorite that's cool. one though no no i'm but just saying like classic, classic yeah. cliche i'm thinking either light or life right and you know they, i get them a little bit confused here and there but gods of light including helm lathander fultus Ranchala, the Silver Flame, Belenus, Apollo, and Ra um, promote the ideals of rebirth and renewal. Right. Truth, vigilance, and beauty. Mm-hmm. Often using the symbol of the sun. Uh, some of these gods are portrayed as the sun itself or as a charioteer who guides the sun across the sky. Others are tireless sentinels whose eyes pierce every shadow and see through every deception. Some are deities of beauty and artistry who teach the art that art is a vehicle for the soul's improvement. Clerics of a god of light are enlightened souls infused with radiance and the power of the gods, discerning vision, charged with chasing away lies and burning away darkness. Cool. So as a light domain cleric, you get access at various levels to these spells. Burning hands, fairy fire, flaming sphere, scorching ray, daylight, fireball, guardian of faith, wall of fire, flame strike, and scrying. A lot of burning of the unrighteous yeah get rid of the impurities with fire holy fire indeed uh you get a bonus cantrip at level one when you choose this this domain at first level you gain the light cantrip if you don't already know it pretty cool uh level one you get an ability called warding flare also uh, you can interpose divine light between yourself and an attacking enemy when you are attacked by a creature within 30 feet of you that you can see you can use your reaction to impose disadvantage on the attack roll, causing a light to flare before the attack. It's solar flare from Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> attacker before it hits or misses. An attacker that can't be blinded or is immune to this feature. Uh, no, an attacker that can't be blinded is immune to this feature. You can use this feature number times equal to your rhythm modifier, which, again, you're a cleric, so it's probably going to be at least three times. But, yeah, it's just solar flare. That description. I jump into the sun. Yeah. So That's if you're outside. Yeah, sure. Channel Divinity. <laughs> Uh, level two, you get this radiance of the dawn. Starting at the second level, you can use your channel divinity to harness sunlight, banishing darkness, and dealing radiant damage to your foes. As an action, you present your holy symbol, and any magical darkness within 30 feet of you is dispelled. That is very handy. Additionally, each hostile creature within 30 feet of you must make a constitution saving throw. A creature takes radiant damage equal to 2d10 plus your cleric level on a failed saving throw, and half as much on a successful one. A creature that has total cover from you is not affected. Improved Flare is a feature you get at level 6. You can use your Warding Flare feature when a creature that you can see within 30 feet of you attacks a creature other than you. So you can Solar Flare not just for yourself, but for others. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, at level 8, you get Potent Spellcasting. You add your Wisdom Modifier to the damage you deal with any Cleric cantrip. Okay. 
Just pretty know, good. Pretty good. You, pretty well, simple. I mean, like, Straightforward. What, it, it's what, handy. Is, what are you going to get, like, three extra damage? So if you're casting that or Firebolt two? by fucking level eight, you might be four, you know? Firebolt well, no, yeah, now becomes that, a D-10 that, plus four. Uh, a lot of people, I see them, like, oh, it's only going to reduce or improve the attack by three damage or whatever. Yeah. But that's, like, a lot of times it's, like, 10% or that's 15%. Over and over and like, over yeah, again, yeah, over time, you're going to really... That matters. Yeah. We, I know we say a little bit of healing goes a long way in 5e, mm -hmm. and that goes to for the same well. for this. Like, yeah. if you're going to stack an extra little bit of damage, that's really going to add up. Yeah. So your final feature, it's called Corona of Light. Uh, starting at 17th level, you can use your action to activate an aura of sunlight that lasts for one minute or until you dismiss it using another action. You emit bright light in a 60-foot radius, dim light 30 feet beyond that. Your enemies in the bright light have disadvantage on saving throws against any spells that deal fire or radiant damage. Nice. So that's very useful. Yeah. Again, you get it really high, but it's what it is. Any questions about the light domain cleric? I want to know about your character. Okay. <laughs> so um, the character I made for this is actually based off a character I made a long time ago. That was a Warforged Paladin, but changed a lot for this. Just a similar idea. It's a Warforged Light Cleric. Uh, his name is Decimus Exvertus. Okay. Um, so Decimus the Virtuous, if you will. Okay. Um, he's Warforged, so he has advantage against being poisoned. Uh, he's immune to disease. Um, I boosted his wisdom and constitution primarily. So he's got a 17 wisdom, 70 constitution, and then uh, tie for third with a 12 strength and a 12 charisma. And a nine intelligence, so it's not that he is. So my idea for Decimus is not that he is stupid. It's just that he is very naive, and we're, the, his backstory will kind of explain why. Okay, like he's still learning a lot about what it means to be a person. He's been too pious. No, he's been a uh, mindless robot up until this point. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Dexterity ten, so he is what he is. Trained in Arcana, Insight, Intimidation, Investigation, and Religion. Um, he's in a way loosely based off like. Very loosely based off like Robocop or Judge Dredd. Oh, yeah, yeah okay, sure. Um, trying to see, is there anything? He's got uh, 16 armor class, uh, 59 HP. He, uh, he has a mace, but he doesn't use it because he uses fucking laser beams. <laughs> um, before I get into the rest of the stuff, let's talk a little bit about Decimus. So, yeah. Decimus, God, my handwriting's so bad. Decimus <laughs> was a mechanical automaton infused with, with the divine flame of a god of justice and light. He's crafted to be one of an entire division of objective and dispassionate dispensers of lawful good justice, as defined by the precepts of the religious order that created him. For decades, Decimus patrolled city streets, serving as judge, jury, and executioner in uncontestable authority. And he did so without comprehension for why, of why, for <laughs> Decimus, like all his brethren, had no free will or true sentience. Oh. But as time passed, the divine fire began to awaken in him the stirrings of consciousness. Decimus knew the law from beginning to end every letter, but now he began to ponder the reason and ethics behind it. And as he did this, the fallibility of the laws of man and even his own holy order became apparent to him. And in a moment that forced him to choose between obedience of authority or his moral philosophy of what is right, the divine flame burned bright within his soul and he betrayed the order that made him. Facing imminent destruction, Deminus fled the city. Now he wanders the world in search of truth and moral justice to find purpose in his philosophy and to rid the world of corruption that hides behind the law. Decimus is honest and straightforward, if a bit curt. He struggles with social and moral nuances, but remains ever confident and earnest in his interactions. He is zealous about the dispensement of justice and the eradication of organized corruption. He respect, his respect of life has been dramatically altered since gaining his free will. And though he will still kill if necessary, it is always a, the last resort. Nice. Okay. 
So, so I, uh, some standard cleric stuff in there, but I like what you did with like, oh, my life is a lie. Oh, yeah. there's lies everywhere. Yeah, exactly. I'm snuff the lies from society. Yeah, pretty much. But also I like this idea of like really exploring like what are morals and ethics? Like what, you know, when we talk about like the philosophy of theology, like and how that affects the way we interact with everyone around us. That, that's what this character really is. Is, explore, is an exploration of what it means to be a person. Yeah. What it means to try and live a moral life. Right, because usually like a cleric's, uh, a cleric's mantras are like very black and white. Yeah, which so, his were. Right, but they are now they're challenged. Suspect, yeah. yeah. So he's he's looking at. So he still maintains his cleric, uh, his cleric abilities and stuff. Yeah, my idea under here the same is that. God. Yeah, my idea here is that the divine flame awakened him for a reason. Yeah. Um, to fix the issues with to fix the issues with the following, the, the following. exactly exactly okay. right because um, you can have uh, God can have a big following and they could just be fucking it up right yeah but sure. they still the God still gains power from the following even if they're not necessarily yeah, doing it right and also like or maybe not maybe this depends. is a good uh, read into like no you need to I need to align someone to help correct these things to like yeah. get my followers to do the shit the right way yeah yeah That's sure cool absolutely. Um, and then for me, I would like to reflavor all his spells as like any energy that he can like blast from his, you know, his hands from his chest plate, very Iron Man-esque, yeah. you know, um, with his fire bolts and his solar flares and all this other stuff. Nice. I want it like, it's powered by the divine flame, but it's expressed through the mechanical android body. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's pretty cool. Yeah. So that's why he's a holy robot. Holy robot. Um, and I like holy robots. I think they're fun and cool. And this guy would be fun to play because I think it would lead to a lot of funny interactions. You know, he doesn't know how people work. But. I'm kind of picturing, um, uh, what's that Will Smith uh, AI? Is that what it is? Uh, I, I robot. robot. Yeah, yeah I robot. I'm, I'm picturing the, the, the one from iRobot. I that, like, barely remember that movie. He like dreams and shit. And yeah. he, he takes like two ballpoint pens in one scene and like draws some crazy shit. Yeah, I could definitely yeah. see him having like moments like that where like he starts having dreams. He doesn't know what the fuck these are. You know? Yeah, and that, that robot's like, person. what is life though? Yeah, exactly. That's, fun. That's how Decimus is. Fucking iRobot so. up in here. Exactly. I love that Apparently. thing. That's, well, um, it's really good. That's a yeah. good character concept. Thank I like you. it a lot. Thank you. Um, so I don't know. You have anything else to say about these clerics? Uh, I don't know. Like, I we haven't talked about gods too much on the show. I kept it vague because you know it could fit any any deity. That's what I'm saying. That's yeah. how I felt about mine. I'm like I could really yeah. just like insert God here, yeah. and then whatever the gods' morals and ideals are yeah. will affect my character. You know. Thusly. Yeah. I also like I tend to use my own gods or homebrew gods or altered gods anyway. So yeah, like, and like one of the gods for mine was like listed as like Zeus and Thor which like that's an easy grab for somebody sure. that's not too familiar with D&D yeah. yeah. and that's kind of where I'm at I'm like mm -hmm. I could like really look into the god and like because when I approached my cleric building I was like I don't know if the god is necessarily like as important as a fixture for the like to pick a specific one right and that that's how I, that's how I felt and then and you reflected that as well so there's yeah. different approaches like you could build clerics based off of like Okay, I need to know the god really well, yeah. and then build off of that yeah. to make so, my god like, like in the likeness of the god. I was vague enough to be like, okay, so the divine flame that could be a sun god or just a god of justice and light. It, right, it could be a god, it, it, whatever fits and like yeah, whatever world I would bring this character to, I would try to make Decimus fit that world. Yeah, and, and my guy is just like trying to when when I say like preach, he's just like kind of being stale and like mm -hmm. hanging out in a town and like just converting people, but like being. Uh, not force so forceful about it like the way a, a storm cleric kind of is depicted to like 
bring the righteous hand down on those who that's just kind of like no i've been through a lot and like let me just see if people like i'll put it out there and preach and then you know i imagine him leaving when he leaves with his party to leave a following behind Mm -hmm. you know that's that's kind of what your guys running around like purifying those who right yeah. <laughs> but also totally different approach. also trying to learn like what is right like, yeah even finding out like, the real re- answers for his, themselves. his morality constantly being challenged and him always striving to like do what is right figure out what is right yeah and all that that's other stuff. cool yeah my guys like issue was the faith the, the faith breaking yeah. and then coming back and like you know hitting it again like next time i see that vampire I'll cast this shit down and yeah. I'll face him with the power of my God and yeah. I'll blow him the fuck up with thunder. Right, right. I really want to kill, probably not that va- same vampire, but a va- different one. Some sure. evil shit. Yeah. yeah. He'll, he'll find his, his moment. Yeah. Uh, that being said, I think it's time we got ready for a long rest. Let's do it. Hey everybody. Welcome to the part of the episode where we get ready for bedtime. And when I get ready for bedtime, I smite my holy evil in my room by kicking them with my, Holy symbol slippies. Nice. Yeah. These slippies got uh, like the fucking flames of justice on them. They do. They and, really uh, do. And a lightning bolt on this one. Yeah. And fuck there you it. go. I worship two gods. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> Why they not? Align well. They align uh, well. They smite evil. Yes. And they both uh, they both say in their doctrines to rest eight hours. Unless, you're, unless you're an elf. Uh, so <laughs> let's, let's talk about... Um, let's talk about people that give us power, Will. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about our patrons. Yes, our patrons. Patrons of Gorgon. Yeah, yeah, that. Demogorgon. <laughs> he didn't like this episode very much. No, he didn't. He hated this <laughs> he episode. He's like, what the fuck you guys doing? Uh, <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, if you want to support the show, you can do so by going to uh, patreon.com slash the dungeon cast, where we have many bonus contents. Mm-hmm. So many, including early episodes of this show. Indeed. Um, as we record them. So if you are craving some dungeon casties and you can't wait, uh, go for Go in there and support and find us. There's lots of bonus, con- like tons of bonus content in there, like more than we can feasibly even name in this long rest without uh, getting sad. So uh, <laughs> let's talk about some people that we owe some shout outs to, Will. Let's do it. Let's do it. Um, John Bissell. Thank you, John. Thank you, John. Or, sorry, I said John. God damn it. What? what? Josh. <laughs> Thank you, Josh. Thank you, Josh Bissell. <laughs> Sorry for calling you John, my dude. Uh, uh, Owen Schroeder. <laughs> Thank you, Owen. Thank you, Owen. Colin Fitzpatrick. Bing, 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 bing. Thank you, Colin. Thank you, Colin. Falcon Neil. Thank you, Falcon Neil. That wasn't in the moveset the last time I looked at Captain Falcon stuff. But yeah, I don't know. I heard he got uh, buffed. So Falcon Neil. And he just <laughs> yeah. gets down on one knee. Um, Jesse Dowd. Thank you, Jesse. Trey Petty. Thank you, Trey. A Jewish ham. Thank you, Jewish ham. No, it's a Jewish ham. Thank you, a Jewish ham. There you go. And Buddy Cram. Thank you, buddy. Thanks, buddy. Um... We appreciate we that we appreciate you guys a whole lot. And so does Dean McGorgon. It's um, true. So yeah, thanks a lot. If uh, I know we got some exclusive merch uh, in the Patreon, oh, like yeah, we're a, gonna be doing ex- new new. There's gonna be merch. new exclusive merch. Um, there's a Electrum tier has a sticker uh, of our Year of the Giant thumbnail. Um, so you guys probably be getting that pretty soon, I think. Yeah. Um, and the. Um, What's the one above that? Gold piece. Gold tier gets a, um, well, this last year it was a What the Grumpsh mug. We now have the What the Grumpsh uh, lo- like t-shirt, as a t-shirt, t-shirt that Will's been wearing for the past three episodes. Sure. And um, 
But um, change your shirt, nasty boy. If <laughs> we record three of these at a time, I'm just kidding. Um, uh, but yeah, there will be a new item. Uh, we haven't decided what that item. We is haven't decided yet, what it. But, no, we did. did we, we did decide what it is. What was it? Uh, a hat, I think. Oh, with that one word. <laughs> with that one word. Okay, I'm into that. Uh, should we just say it? <laughs> Yeah, sure. we're, wor- Go we're working on a new Dungeon Cast logo, which I also have to pitch to you because I think we already kind of have one that we can dip into. That looks really good. So yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll talk to you about that after this recording. Sure. But it, we're going to start putting our logo just with our art, just so you. To, I mean, the shirt says "What the Grumption." You should all know what the fuck is up <laughs> if you get it. Yeah. But it should probably say Dungeon Cast or something somewhere on it. Sure. So we're going to start doing that. But um, so for the new the new item the new exclusive gold tier item that gold tier item that we're announcing un- un- like unscripted here yes. right now is a hat. <laughs> right, oh, Woo-hoo! you want me to say the rest? Yeah, dude. Okay, um, I just want to make sure I got this right. It's is it the indeed hat? It's just gonna say indeed. It's gonna on say it. indeed because apparently I say that a lot. And I think the dungeon- someone has me counted it like ten thousand plus times. <laughs> <laughs> some fucking crazy amount, like some obscene amount. It can't I mean, be ten thousand. Indeed, indeed. Did indeed. somebody just did Veloxity just sit there with like a counter? And she had a counter, and I'm sure she can leave in the comments how many it actually was. Legendary listen listener, Discord mod, uh, podcast historian, super Wikipedia saga. curator. Yeah, Wikipedia curator, uh, Velo- user Veloxity, uh, <laughs> and by association, all the other Discord mods like Chemical and Tecanso and all them there. Anyways, help. get your indeed hat. Yeah, anyway. on page. Patreon. It'll be the 2021 exclusive item. And uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know what the way we're doing the Patreon merch these days. Um, you have to be a subscriber for a certain amount of time. I think the way because now we're getting we used to just like ship it out ourselves. But now Patreon offers Does it that. For us, yeah. So we're, we're just using whatever rules they have. So when you go to get your merch, make sure you're following like the reading the fine print on that. Make sure you guys know what's going on because I have an idea of what it yeah. is. Also, it's going to ask your address, which they need if you want your item. Yeah, if you we're gonna they're gonna ship it to you. We don't really see that anymore. Yeah, so no. um, if you uh, if you are interested in this item, which I am, I want one. Uh, it's it's pretty it's pretty choice. Um, yeah, that's going to be in the gold tier. I don't think we we have plans on changing the um, Electrum tier specific merch item right now because we just got it so um oh you mean the sticker yeah the sticker we'll we'll probably change when we change years now yeah i don't even think it's shipped yet like to to people but it's about to right um so yeah by by the time this episode airs i think it will have kicked in for most people right um but yeah if you're if you're in there um i don't know how the what i'm concerned about right now is the switch over from the what the yeah it's probably not clean but i don't think there's anything we do about it i don't think so either because we we're going to change the item but then i think it kicks in after a couple of um a couple of months and Mm -hmm. then the new item because normally we'll start sending stuff out in october right when we make the switch but now it's not probably going to get to you in january yeah was what i'm thinking might happen or december or something like that depending on when we make the change right yeah the cutoff to get the grump for what you're basically saying is the cutoff to get the grump schmug yeah. Probably it, it really is October. Like, yeah, if you want the what the Grumps If you like, sign up by November, by the time your item gets to you, it's going to be the It's going to be the indeed hat. hat. So yeah. if you want a what the Grumps mug, you got to get in now. You got to go in now, October. Yeah. Um you really should like this is probably your last you hearing this? We're not making this item again. The point no. is they they are exclusive for a reason. Yeah, we're not going to put a yeah. we're not going to put a what the Grumps mug in the shop at all. Ever. This is yeah. not going to happen. No. The shirt, yeah, the art will be around probably, yeah. but the 
the mug. But the item itself yeah. will always be exclusive. Right. So um, the Indeed hat will be available probably. You'll see that in there, but it'll be January. Yeah, January they'll the be getting get shipped it. probably. Yeah. yeah. So if you sign up for that tier in October, mid-October or later, you're going to get an, what, an Indeed hat most likely. So Probably, yeah. yeah. All right. So uh, that, that's pretty much it. Um, you can check out our merch store if you want to support us in other ways. Or you can leave, uh, yeah, you can uh, you can leave. There's a link in the description below. There's a lot of cool stuff in those links. Our contest. Oh, God, our contest. Strahd yeah. revamped, Strahd, revamped, ready to kick your ass again. It's true. Did you play We're Strahd before? Play it again. Get but get your ass back to Barovia and kill Strahd, <laughs> damn it, before he takes us all into his vampiric uh, gaze yeah, or sure. something. That. Uh, yeah, you, you know you know what it is. So we're giving away two, and the way you enter the contest is uh, on Twitter. Go ahead and uh, share a link to an episode of any of our shows whatsoever. With the hashtag DungeonCast, that'll enter you in the show. If you enter on, if you want to share our show on a different social media platform, go ahead and send us proof of that with a screenshot. Yeah, you can do that. We haven't said this, but you can do that at um, thedungeoncast at gmail.com. Yeah. And you can also just reach out to us there for whatever. Or DM me on Twitter or or whatever. However way you can get to us on Discord, that's another way, I suppose. Right. But, um, and then Instagram has its own rules, but we're giving away these uh, prizes on Halloween night. That's right. Tell them how to enter on Instagram, Brian. Uh, on Instagram, you find me at the Dungeon Cast. There's going to be a post about the revamped Strahd coffin box looking shit. Um, it's got a bunch of cool stuff in there. It's rocket deck, all that shit. You're going to want it. You're going to get it by <laughs> tagging your friends in comments. Uh, leave a comment, tag one person, like the photo, follow the account. That gets you an entry. All you got to do after that is tag more people in separate comments, and that will get you an additional entry for each comment you leave. Don't tag Nike. Yeah, don't. Or stuff like Nike. Tag your friends. That's the whole point, is we want to spread the word about the show. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, thanks for everybody. Uh, the Rhyme of the Frost Maiden thing is over. It's been over. We'll, we, announce, we'll announce the winner, the winner as soon as we know. Probably and next, again. Ep- next episode. Yeah, it'll be next you'll episode, hear that yeah. announcement. Yeah. Um, and yeah. Uh, so you can call it a game. That's going to do it. We'll talk to you guys later. Bye. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving god, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available.